Hey everyone, you're listening to the MLEPC podcast. Thank you for joining us. The podcast features every previous Sunday's sermon and plenty of other cool content like interviews and miniseries. Please remember to share our content and subscribe to our channel so you can stay up to date with everything that we create. You can find out more about what's happening at the church by visiting our website at mlepc.org or checking us out on our social media. Once again, we thank you for tuning in to the Emily PC podcast, and we hope to see you at an event soon. Good morning, church. Our first reading comes from Isaiah chapter 50. Prophet Isaiah wrote, the Lord God has given me the tongue of disciples that I may know to sustain the weary one with a word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I am not disobedient, nor did I turn back. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 81. God speaking to Israel. God said to Israel, In distress you called, and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah, Selah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you. O Israel, if you would but listen to me, there shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to foreign God. I am the Lord your God, who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, and I will fill it. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsel. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him, and their fate would last forever. But the Lord would feed you with the finest of the wheat and the honey from the rock. I would satisfy you. The gospel reading is from John. Not only is our Lord King of Kings, he is also the Good Shepherd. So would you read with me the gospel of John. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. And the epistle of 1 John, chapter 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, 
which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he is in you is greater than he is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. God calls us to listen to him. God calls us to be a church that seeks after him, a church that listens to him, and a church that is obedient. We need a church to be a church full of listeners who listen in love. Now, throughout all of human history, God has spoken. Indeed, God has spoken. In the beginning, God spoke the entire universe into existence out of nothing. God spoke in the Garden of Eden, and throughout the Old Testament, God spoke through the prophets. God spoke loudly in Bethlehem and at Gethsemane and at Golgotha's cross. God spoke clearly through his son. And God continues to speak today, and he pleads with us to listen. God calls us to listen to him, and God calls us to listen to one another. It is easy to speak, but it's hard to listen. Listening is a skill. Listening is a form of love and caring, and actually, listening is a sign of hospitality. Our love of God begins with seeking God and listening to God's word. Therefore, the love of our neighbor begins by learning to listen to them. The world is full of noise and distractions. There's so much to do. Fast food, drive-through lines, instant messaging, Zoom meetings, 24-hour news cycles, 100 different listening choices on your satellite radio. There's podcasts, 300 cable channels. And during this holiday season, for me, is binge-watching the Hallmark Channel's Countdown to Christmas 2023 movie marathon. <laughs> it seems like every moment gained by utilizing some time-saving device is quickly filled by another task. We just don't have time to listen. We don't set time aside to listen to God, or better yet, we don't make the time to listen to God. Now, understanding how to listen to God is a challenge, and we struggle with listening to God. We don't feel like we're hearing from God. We can make a lot of false assumptions. Maybe there's so many thoughts in our mind when you're trying to listen to God. You may think, maybe I'm not doing something right. I believe God speaks to some people, but I don't think God speaks to me. Maybe you think, I'm too sinful and God doesn't want to speak to me. Maybe God has better things to do than to talk to me. Or maybe I have to be a spiritual giant to have God speak to me. Beloved, you need to believe that God loves you enough to direct your life, and listening begins with God. Another place where a kind of anaconda strategy that Iran has. We signage there. 
there to direct them, you know, to proceed. But something has to be done because I can't have an event. Right. Right. With a proven track record. Exactly. Right. So I think that's But I think that at the longer you are in a... I'm just like, get over yourself. Any direction on what to do about the job today? No, actually, I didn't. I don't know what the deal is. It's like God is trying to ignore me or something. <sighs> Good night. It's like God is ignoring me or something. But that's our life. We live in a society where everybody wants to be heard and nobody is listening. Our lives are filled with so much noise, lots of distractions, and we don't have the mental or emotional capacity to fit it all in. And we don't take time to listen. We all seem to have a void, a human longing. We need to be needed. We all need to be heard. We desperately want to be heard, so we post on Facebook, X, formerly Twitter, TikTok, instant messages, text messages, emails, we quickly come to the conclusion, just like everyone has a belly button, everybody has an opinion. Now at work, it's a joke, it says, what happens when you put three engineers together in a room? You get seven opinions. <laughs> That's strange, but true. That's the rub, that's the dilemma, the problem. Everybody wants to be heard, but nobody seems to be listening. Now, renowned and prominent theologian and seminary professor Sinclair Ferguson puts it this way. In some ways, the most difficult thing in the world for us, for the Lord to speak and for us to listen, becomes more difficult because we're living in a world where young people are educated to have opinions. Sinclair Ferguson continues, I've noticed over the years that I've taught in seminary, there's been a tremendous shift in people's ability to write because they're not encouraged to write. They're encouraged to have opinions. And the more they're able to articulate themselves and have opinions, the more impressive they become. And hardly anybody notices that what that transformation in society is doing is producing a nation who talk about hardly but hardly ever listen and see that in ordinary life, don't you? People want to talk to you, but they really don't want to listen. It is also true that this other level, relationship to God. Now, this is a concerning observation by a seminary professor. What happened to be still and know that I am God? Psalm 37, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Lamentations chapter 3, the Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the person who seeks him. It's good to wait in silence for the Lord. 
But we're raising a generation to teach them to articulate their views and become advocates and voices, voice their opinions without really teaching them to listen. Without understanding what it means to listen in love, how will both young and old grasp what it means to wait patiently in silence for the Lord? And as Sinclair Ferguson warned, that our decline in listening skills not only impacts how we listen to one another, it also impacts our relationship with God and how we listen to God. Are we listening? But yet, are we listening in love? Because listening in love to God puts God first. And listening in love requires us to put others first. And there's a great difference between hearing and listening. The ear. Hearing is the ability for the ear to function as designed. Sound waves enter the outer ear and travel to the inner canal, where there's the eardrum. Eardrum vibrates the incoming sound waves, and that sends vibration to three tiny bones in the middle ear. The bones in the middle ear amplify the sound, send it to the small snail-shaped structure filled with fluid in the inner ear. The vibrations cause the inner ear fluid to ripple, causing little hair sensory serves nerves cells to move. This movement creates electrical signal. The auditory nerve carries that electric signal to the brain, which turns into sound that we recognize and understand. You all just passed health class 101. That is how we hear with the ear, but it's unbelievable. It's a wonderful design. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. A beautiful human ear by the creator. It's incredible and amazing. But our hearing can be damaged just like the character. In George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life, he lost hearing in his left ear due to an injury and infection. Our hearing can also be damaged by exposure to loud noises suddenly or over prolonged periods of time. Now, as for me, at work, I have an annual hearing test that's required. And no surprise to me, as I age, I'm experiencing tinnitus with a constant ringing in my ears. Now, over the years, especially as a young volunteer firefighter and fire apparatus operator, I would stand next to the fire engine without hearing protection back in the day. With my right ear constantly exposed to the loud, high-pitched whining of the fire pump and diesel engine, while trying to listen intently to the fire radio and the officer command with my left ear. Now, over all the commotion on the fire ground, I would watch the pressure gauges while pumping the water, and with my left ear, I would discern the voice of my fire chief or captain. What they instructed me to do was important, and I could trust them. And they put their trust in me to carry out what they commanded me to do. They had my back, I had their back. I trusted them. I watched with my eyes, focusing on the task at hand, but always listened for my leader's voice. But over the years, the constant loud voice caused damage primarily to my right ear. So that my hearing, my hearing is negatively affected. And over time, my ability to hear as once did has become damaged. And when I forget or I get the details wrong, I can always say, well, it's my tinnitus. What was that? I didn't quite get that. Or I don't recall you saying that, but that only works for a short period of time. Now, the low constant ringing in my ears has become a daily distraction, and I want to make excuses. I could say that because of my tinnitus, I'm, it's affected my listening. But that wouldn't be true. 
It may affect my hearing, but not my listening. Listening is different than hearing. And I think just as hearing can become damaged and diminished, so too is our ability to listen. Our willingness and discipline to listen and listening has become harmed. Our call to listen in love as Christians has become impaired. This worldly background noise, this worldly tinnitus that is constantly ringing in our heads, that is a distraction. And the problem remains, everyone wants to be heard, but nobody is listening. We can hear, but not listen. Now, in the Old Testament, there's the word for hearing, akuo, which we get the word acoustic. Now, the word akuo has a deeper meaning than just simply hearing. Akuo can be identified as a meaning to understand, to consider or ponder, to perceive or to comprehend, or to realize or distinguish a distinct voice. So to truly hear is to listen, consider, perceive, and is actually to distinguish certain voices. Listening is our ability to, for the heart to hear. It is a purposeful act of love and hospitality. We are to hear, and we are to listen, and then we're to be doers. Pull out your paper, and it will be a test. Stephen Ash, creator, career doctor, developed this little listening test. It's not a hearing test. It's a listening test. It's a great way to see where you rate as a good listener. So good luck. As a listener, do I allow the speaker to finish without interrupting? Do I listen between the lines? That is for the subtext. Do I repeat what the other person said to clarify the meaning? Do I avoid getting hostile or even agitated when I disagree with the speaker? Do I tune out distractions when listening? Am I focused? Finally, do I make the effort to be interested in what the person is saying? So how'd you do? <laughs> to be honest, are you a good listener? Because I confess, I am not. It's not my tinnitus. I'm a sinner, and I fail. I fall short. I am not strong in these listening categories. I confess that I have experienced diminishing listening skills in my life, and I need to practice those six steps to improve my listening. I need to strive and truly listen in love. Because listening is important and is an act of love and is a form of hospitality because to respond to someone in love and for us to say what that person needs to hear, first we have to listen to what that person is saying. We fail because we are sinners by nature and by choice, and we do not always put our loving ears to listen. Now, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, in his book Life Together, speaks to the serious nature of listening to one another and to listening to God. Just as our love of God begins with listening to God and his word, the beginning of love for our fellow Christians is learning to listen to them. So Bonhoeffer writes, many people are looking for an ear that will listen. They do not find it among Christians because these Christians are talking 
where they should be listening. But he would no longer listen to his brother, will soon no longer be listening to God either. He'll be doing nothing but nonsensical chatter in the presence of God too. Bonhoeffer writes, there is a listening with half an ear that presumes you already know what the other person has to say. It is an impatient, inattentive listening that despises the brother and is only waiting for a chance to speak and thus rid of the other person. There's no fulfillment in the obligation to listen, and it's certain that here too our attitude toward our brother only reflects our relationship to God. We should listen with ears of God that we may speak the word of God. We need to give ear to one another and listen in love because listening in love reflects actually the characteristic of God, how he listens to us in our prayer. Because like Bonhoeffer writes, when we hear but do not listen to our brother or sister, we despise them. Ouch. And when we don't listen to them, we find ourselves soon not listening to God. Soon we are not listening to our brother and sister, let alone God. We have stopped listening to them and started listening only to ourselves. Now, by contrast, for Bonhoeffer, listening is an act of trust in the words of the others. Listening makes it possible for people to have a life together. When we stop listening to God and each other, trust dissolves, loyalty breaks down and ruptures. Discord and enmity soon dominate human relationships, whether in a marriage, a college, a church, or a country. Now, in the 1500s, St. Ignatius of Loyola wrote in one of his many works about living holy lives as a Christian. St. Ignatius addresses Christians how they should listen. He wrote, to assure better cooperation and more beneficial results between individuals, it is necessary to suppose that every good Christian is more ready to put good interpretation on another statement than to condemn it as false. St. Ignatius says it's better to give a favorable interpretation to a statement than to quickly condemn or assume the worst. Assume the best when you listen, and if you have questions, ask and clarify. Because listening It's a skill that takes practice and effort. God calls us to listen to one another, and God calls us to listen to him. To listen to God in the fullness of our being with our whole heart, not with half an ear, or presuming that we know what God's going to say. We need to listen. And time after time in Scripture, God calls us to seek, to search, and to listen to him. Jeremiah 29, God states, when you search for me, yes, when you search for me with all your heart, you will find me. Amos chapter 4, he proclaims time and time again, seek the Lord, seek the Lord, seek the Lord and live. Seek good and not evil, seek the Lord. And Psalm 34 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. Look back at Isaiah chapter 50, it says, the Lord has given me the tongue of disciples that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. That is, to speak kindly to someone in need. 
He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ears, and I was not disobedient, nor did I turn back. He awakens my ear to listen. The Lord God opens my ear. Isn't it interesting the activity of this passage is God's part? God awakens. God opens. God does that on our behalf so we can be good listeners and we can listen to him. God pleases us when he wants us to listen. God also warns us when we don't listen to him and we don't submit to him in our own ways as it was in Psalm 81. He's, he pleaded with his people, says, hear my people. If you would but listen to me. But my people did not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsel. Just hear the Lord. Oh, my people. That you would listen to me. That Israel would walk in my ways. We're to seek after God. We're to ask him to awaken our ears. To open our ears morning by morning so that we may listen. And God still speaks to his children today. He speaks to us so we can do God's work and God's way. God calls us to listen to his voice and obey. It's actually quite clear from Scripture that God not only speaks to us, but he speaks quite often. Therefore, the problem not, is not that God doesn't speak to us. The problem is our perception of what that should sound like. The problem is our listening skills. But in truth, God speaks to us in many different ways. Job chapter 33 says, God does speak sometimes one way, sometimes another, even though people may not understand it. Now in Scripture, we read God has spoken audibly. And there's times where God speaks through the prophet and God speaks through his word. There's time when God speaks through another person. Now for Elijah, it wasn't a great shout, but it was a quiet, small voice, a low whisper which is actually interpreted a thin silence. A thin silence. A low whisper, Elijah heard God. You see, God wants you to exceed by doing his will. God wants us to do his work his way. We are to seek, listen, and obey because God wants his people and his church to thrive. God is present and believe me, God is very articulate, and he discloses his mind and his heart and his will, and he speaks to guide us, to discipline us, and to comfort us. If you believe God loves us enough to direct our lives, then we need to trust that God will speak to us. So how does God speak to his children today? Five primary ways. God speaks to us through his word. His word is eternal. His word is alive and is the truth. Secondly, a sign God is speaking to you is called sometimes blocked or cleared path or what I call open door, closed door. You know, is God clearing a path or blocking a path for you? Look at something unexpected, sometimes challenging opportunities or sometimes persistent, sometimes disappointing obstructions. God also speaks to us through prayer. Through answered prayer, God can direct us. Through wise counsel, 
Ask the question, is God using other people to give you wise counsel to direct your life? And finally, the Holy Spirit enables us to listen to God productively. Don't miss the indwelling Holy Spirit trying to guide you in the right direction. The Holy Spirit is that low whisper, that thin silence that speaks. Now we are to empty ourselves and continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. And likewise, when we listen to others, we need to listen with God's ear so we may speak God's word, like Bonhoeffer said. When we are filled with our own ideas and concepts, opinions and convictions, there's no space for us to listen. We are spiritually full and cluttered. We're called to empty ourselves and be filled continuously with God's Holy Spirit. It is then we are better open and sensitive to the inner calling of God, and we can be open and sensitive to the conditions of others. Listen, pray, reflect, and be open as a channel for God to use you. And here's the best part. Be ready for God to act and even transform your life. We're not to quench the Holy Spirit or to grieve the Holy Spirit. As believers, we have the Holy Spirit living within us, and we're to let God's Holy Spirit burn bright within us to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and to work within his church. We are to come to God as vessels ready to be emptied, only ready to be filled and used by him. There's two things. God is not waiting for you to do something where God hasn't directed you to do it. And God is not waiting for you to answer questions that he hasn't asked you. Our God is good. He is faithful. He is patient. Our God is kind. He wants us to listen. To listen for God and to listen to God. We live in a fallen world, a world full of distractions, and this is a spirit of this world, the prince of power in the air, who we know as Satan, who is here to seek, to deceive, and destroy. Scriptures warns us between the ways of God and the ways of the world. We learned in 1 John that not every spirit is from God, but we are to test the spirits, to see which one are from God. Now, the world and Satan will speak worldview, and the world listens, but he says, we are from God. And we know what God says, and we listen. And if they're not from God, they won't listen. The question is, who are you listening to? The spirit of the world or the spirit of the truth? Now, I've had people say, God told me to tell you. Or... God told me this or that. Or I'm a prophet from God and I have this word to say. I know the Bible, but I have a new word for you. You see, claiming direct revelation from God can be dangerous and is essential putting yourself in a place of equal authority when you say I, you're speaking the word of God. If God speaks, it's always 100% without error, authoritative. It's true, it's holy, and perfect. And if God told you something, I better listen. 
And you better be 100% correct. But see, the world resists God's truth. It pushes back in opposition. So be wise and know God and listen and discern his word. Watch out for the appearances of truth. Falsehoods are placed in our path by the world simply to confuse and confound. Have nothing to do with messages or confusion of inconsistencies or contradictions to God's word. Far too often God told me is in reality, this is what I think, and God would probably agree with me, so therefore God must be right, and I must be right. Be careful not to be misled. Listen quietly to the Lord, listen to his promises, and diligently seek him. Now, in Christ the King Sunday, we also know Jesus as our good shepherd. He leads us into green pastures and beside quiet waters. We are under his tender and gentle care as Lord and Savior. Now, you know, sheep are not known to be the smartest of the animals of God's creation. And yet sheep are what we're called. And yet the sheep know their shepherd's voice. The sheep recognize the voice of the shepherd, the one who feeds them, guides them, protects them. The sheep have learned to trust the good shepherd because he is trustworthy. We read in John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, said the Lord. I know my own, they know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, and they are not from this fold, but I bring them also and they listen to my voice. So be one flock, one shepherd. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Never in Scripture does God say, you know, go ahead of me. And I'll follow wherever you lead. God never says to his sheep, you know, you know all things. Go ahead and just have a good time. Do what you want. And we pray, Lord, lead us not into temptation. We do not pray, Lord, follow us into temptation. And to Israel, God was the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night that led them through the desert. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. So let's watch this video of a shepherd and his sheep. And let us sink in and just watch carefully. It's foggy. I don't even know if the sheep can see him. Notice he's not really yelling either. As soon as he spoke, did you hear the sheep? As soon as he spoke. Come, 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 come
running. Notice they don't run to the cameraman. They run to him. Unfortunately, like in real life, some of the sheep go their own way. There you come now. But here in Jim, you almost shot down and shot a funny thought. Such a funny thought. There they are. It's amazing that they hear, heard his voice through the fog, not yelling, not screaming, and they come so excited. Is he one then? One is here at. They channa here on Sirat. Amen. Amen. Dumb sheep can get it right. I'm really hoping we can get it right. But I would like to be that sheep. When I hear my, the good shepherd's voice, I come running. That out of all the stuff in the world, I can hear his voice and pick it out. Oh, that we could be like that and listen and come running. God cannot be heard in the noise and, and the restlessness, only really in silence. He'll speak to us if we give him a chance and when we listen and when we're quiet and if we're not distracted, which to my life seems virtually impossible. But we need to listen to God in love and trust. And when we hear the good shepherd's voice, we come running. To listen to God is to turn our loving ear toward him and listen in love. He is our good shepherd. Not only is our king, he is our shepherd. He loves us, he saves us, he speaks to us, and he leads us. Let us honor God and be a people full of his, like his sheep, who purposely choose to listen and love. And believe me, it starts with me. And it starts with you. It's a challenge to be a good listener. 
but I believe it's worth, worth it all in the end. Let us pray. Paul tells us to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, test everything, hold fast to what is good. So therefore, let us pray in the spirit. Lord, we rejoice and give thanks to you. You are our God. In your loving kindness, you have led your people. You have redeemed. Throughout history, it is your strength that you faithfully guide your people. Guide us through our wilderness experience and keep us by your side. Lord, it's amazing that you call us by name. And just as you called your servant Samuel, and Samuel's response was, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Let us have renewed hearts and minds as a, as a servant that we may tenderly respond to your call and say, Here I am, Lord, use me. You are a good shepherding Lord, and you lead us beside still waters. You lead us to yourself, the living water of life. May we be still and drink deeply of your waters. As we wait quietly by your side for you to speak to us and call us by name. And that we faithfully follow. For without you, good Lord, good shepherd, we would wonder and we would be lost. Loving creator, you ask us to listen to you. And we ask you to direct and guide the leadership of this church. For as elders, we are to discern the mind of Christ. And that would cause us to listen to you and to the congregation. We pray that you would grant us as leaders and elders the wisdom to discern your will, the power to do it, and welcoming your shepherding and your guidance. Lord, guard our hearts because we live in a world that is full of the spirit of error, the spirit of this world that wants to deceive and destroy. So fill us so much with your Holy Spirit and continually fill us that through the noise and distraction of this world, we may serve you and listen to you. We pray for your protection of Israel in the midst of the conflict and war. Protect your chosen people and bring them to your side. Lord, be their help and their shield. Protect Israel and your church from the spirit of error and the Antichrist. We ask in the greatest of mercies that you, O oh God, the Lord God of peace, sanctify us completely. And may you keep your whole spirit and soul, our whole spirit and soul and body blameless until you come. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and glory forever. Amen. Please stand as we confess our faith using the Apostles' Creed.
I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Carolyn. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to find out more about our church, you can check out our website at mlepc.org. And be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a podcast. Have a blessed day.